two. Bum, 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 ba, da, ba, da. I know. You see. <laughs> Leave that in. Oh Leave gosh. that in. Uh, no, welcome to the Really Big Shrimp Podcast, where we think Megan mid 9-11. I'm one of your hosts, Jared. I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about season one, episode one of Drake and Josh that we had to sell our soul to Satan to find on the internet because... It was so fucking hard. We had to... Um, We can't say the word, but let's just say we had to be a SpongeBob character. We had to, like, sail the seven seas, mm-hmm. you know... Had appeared on our shoulder. We somehow had to find the clitoris, and we all know that doesn't exist. So, oh my god, it was just—it <laughs> <laughs> was like finding the lost city of Atlantis to find this episode. But we found it in the most unsuspecting place. Uh, Fucking Vimeo. Yeah, because we were like looking at streaming services, like how can we find the OG pilot? Because we remembered there was an OG pilot. Not on Hulu. It's not, it's not on, on Netflix. Not on Paramount. Not Plus. on Paramount, which it's you not... would think it'd be on because that's like Viacom's network. Right. It's not on Tubi. How the fuck are you not on Tubi? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were like, like very seriously contemplating download, not downloading, fucking buying the DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Those shits run for like $75. Yeah, and like. Because they're so rare and hard to come by. But we were also going to go like full balls of the wall and just like, all right, let's just buy the entire show. Just so we never have to worry about this again. But then at the same time, that's seventy five dollars, and I'm not gonna do that. It's, I already paid mm, so much mm. money for subscription services. Why would I pay more money to watch one episode of Drake and Josh that might not even be on the DVD? Because we didn't even know if it was gonna be. Hell yeah. Okay, so this episode is a very special episode. Um, we meet our main characters. The you know tropes are kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. We got our first cold open. This cold open has Drake in his bedroom playing the guitar and Josh in some nondescript room in his old house. That we never see. We never see. Never that see house it again. is never brought up. <laughs> I feel like that was just like some random office in fucking Nickelodeon Studios that they used once. It probably was. I think uh, the weird part to me is like in the show's canon, they move in like on the first episode, right? Like, like immediately. Yeah. We never see walter and audrey just dating they announce they're getting engaged and then episode two they're already married like like they never have that that's some very important plot information that we just missed out on because they're like we're getting engaged and then the next episode it's like i'm your stepdad no you're not you haven't been married you've been in this house for like a week (laughs) yeah just slow your roll there pal uh And so um, Josh is already calling him brother and all this stuff. It's like you you guys don't have that legal solidification yet. For all you know, barely friends. Yeah, for all you know, Walter's cheating on Audrey, which they never mention her name in the show. We just know that from the script. Uh, Funnily enough, we do get into that plot point. Like uh, I want to say at least once in the show. Oh yeah, with I don't uh, think it's this season. I want to say it's next season, but there's some Walter cheating drama going on. Yeah, but even then, like it was obviously a misunderstanding because, as you say, Audrey's a milf. I don't see that. She's a fucking milf. I don't understand how you don't see it. I don't see it because I see Audrey as my mom. Like, if that makes sense, because I, as a kid, I was like, I want to be Drake Bell, which I don't anymore. We share a name. I didn't know that until recently, and the only reason oh we knew God. that was because he got arrested. Um, <laughs> but as a kid, I was like, oh, Drake is the epitome of who I want to be. And now that I'm older and wiser, 
and like rewatching the show, I'm like, oh, I'm a Josh, a hundred percent. Drake's a fucking asshole. Yeah, Drake's a fucking asshole. He's a woman. Asshole is an understatement. He's no. a fucking colon. <laughs> He's a colon. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. Um, no, Drake is the worst person, and I just thought he was cool because he played guitar and got a lot of girls. But now looking back, I'm like, even Jared Drake Bell was getting a lot of girls uh, from his pal Jeffrey Epstein. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's on that document, but it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, topical <laughs> information that just got released this week. Yeah, yeah, it got released like earlier this week. Um, Hell yeah. 2024 like... starting off so great. <laughs> great Way to start the year. New podcast, Epstein Files getting released. Uh, oh, God. After the cold open, we get our cold open. Yeah, cold oh. open is dope. Uh, I think it's one Drake's of the best drinking. Drake's drinking is it, beer. Is it the best? I think it's one of the best we get. I because this is the the one where like we really lay the foundations of who Drake and Josh are. Uh, because like, and it makes sense too because obviously you have no idea who Drake and Josh are before this episode. They're just you know you're tuning in just to see what's going on, and I'm sure oh, yeah. that you know three-year-old me was really excited to, to meet these guys uh even though i was familiar with them from all that at the time but um yeah like it really lays the foundation of who these characters are with josh drinking milk and drake drinking a root beer which is i feel like is supposed to be implied that he's drinking beer like i i fully think it's implied every time they mention root beer on a dan schneider show anyway <laughs> like i think spencer um on iCarly used to drink a ton of root beer and I think that was trying to code Spencer as an alcoholic. It Don't quote sense. me on that, but I highly, highly have the suspicion that that was the joke. Did you see those sculptures he made? Yeah, those are all drunk decisions. Drunk. Spencer was also a fucking pothead. You're not telling me shit else, but <laughs> this isn't about iCarly. This is about fucking Drake and Josh. Yeah, this is about Drake and Josh. Um, but okay, I also have another thought uh, going off of uh, Spencer being an alcoholic, you knew the thing too, where you like get drunk and order shit on Amazon and forget you ordered shit on Amazon, and then all of a sudden it shows up at your door. That's how he is with sculptures. I think he gets like hammered and makes a sculpture. And he's like, "When the fuck did I make this robot out of two liter bottles? What was I, on? <laughs> yeah, what was I doing? <laughs> like, how was I? How did I get here? Oh my god! <laughs> Some of those sculptures, like I, mm-mm. they always it, caught. Fire. He's not getting in moment with those fucking sculptures. No. What the I fuck? mean, but he did in the reboot. He was the guy in the and reboot. Oh my god! Because he made a political statement, which we promised we're not going to get political on this podcast. We're fucking say liars. I'm just telling y'all that now. I, I I love that as I'm saying like a semi-political jersey or hoodie. <laughs> uh, not the point. Uh, but no, like we we get to introduce ourselves to these characters. Uh, we see, you know, Drake's playing the guitar, which is very juxtaposed to Josh doing his homework, like a good student. Does. Like a nerd. Yeah. What, what a virgin. Homework. What a virgin. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's 14. virgin, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's 14. Obviously, he's a virgin. Um, no, but it, like it, there, it just shows like these guys are two sides of the same coin, right? So the more character, we, the more character development we get on one, we get the opposite of the other. Um, and that's kind of the premise of this whole show, I guess, is like they're best friends because they have to be, but at the same time, they're very much different people. Um, and then brothers by chance, friends by choice. Yeah. Yeah. Brothers by chance, friends by choice. That's really good. Um, and then we cut to Audrey and Walter 
making out on the couch. They're like fucking on that couch. There's some yeah. heavy petting going on. Yeah, like, for sure. It's... What is this? Is, this isn't the scene where it's like, now I'm going to kiss you and now I'm going to kiss you. I know that happens. No, that's episode. later in the episode. But that is the vibes I'm getting. These are some horny parents. I'll say that. Yeah. Also, you have a house. You both have houses. Just fuck. <laughs> like, like, y'all have a bedroom for this exact reason. That house is fucking huge. Yeah. Also, the exterior shots. Oh my god. The exterior shots are insane. And then later on in the episode, you see that Drake and Josh are sharing a room, and it was revealed that this house is actually the house of one of Dan Schneider's friends that they did exterior shots on the show for because he didn't want to pay for it, obviously, because he's a cheap fuck. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he's a cheap fuck. I just I don't think he paid for these shots. Um, after watching some of the later shows, he's a cheap fuck. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, some of those props were bad. Uh, <laughs> but they do show this house is huge. And it turns out this is actually like a five-bedroom house with like three bathrooms. And it's like, so you didn't have enough space for Josh to have his own room? I was going to make a joke, but I don't feel like it'd be very appropriate. No, that means Walter and Audrey have like two sex dungeons. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, one of them has a swing, you know, it's very Christian Grey, she's a Grey style. Walter is Christian Grey. <laughs> Audrey had to sign a fucking contract before she moved into the <laughs> No, yeah, Walter is Christian Grey. Uh, years later, he loses a ton of weight, and then he mm-hmm. becomes 20 years younger. Yeah. It meets Anastasia. Falls in love with this girl named Anastasia. Yeah. I can hate that bitch. But again, not about 50 shits. <laughs> I don't like those movies in general, but we're not going to They're terrible. They're not good. They're just softcore porn. It just, just. And it's it not even with. good softcore porn. porn. Just get it over with. Watch porn. Watch regular porn. Mm-hmm. There's way better BDSM content out there. Not that I would know. I'm not into that stuff. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. So yeah, we, we see them heavy petting on the couch. Heavily implied that they're basically fucking. And then Josh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Drake blows this whistle to get them to stop like a referee at a sporting event. No too short. <laughs> My favorite part is when Josh runs in with that fucking mop, dude. He runs in with that mop and starts swinging it around like it's a bow staff, like he's uh, Darth Maul <laughs> in the Phantom Menace. Oh my God. He's giving the Star Wars kid. It, oh, it the is giving the, Yeah, yeah. I, I think they reference. referenced that in the show, too. Was that a reference at the time? I know that one wasn't, but I do remember an episode later on in the series where they, like, actually, like, shot for shot reference that. Like, That's there's, so I want to say it's Craig or Eric. I might be lying, but. No, I think you're right. I think I have this weird, like, whisper of a memory of that happening. Once we get to it, I'm going to, like, fucking riot if I that's think- actually what they're referencing. Yeah, it, it probably was, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then, like, Walter goes... Yeah, because I don't think the Star Wars kid was around, at least at this point, because this was, like, what, 2003 that they were filming? Yeah, I think I was, like, Because it came out, like, very early, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. Well, this pilot also didn't get picked up for a while. This pilot didn't get picked up mm-hmm. for, like, two years. So, I know at one point, uh, they've talked about this in an interview, but, like, they aged really dramatically... From episode one to episode two. Um, or, yeah, yeah, I think it was episode two. Because the pilot didn't get picked up for a while. And they kept the same pilot. Even though, like, the dad got recast, like, halfway through it. It was really weird. Um, 
But we love Walter. We stand Walter. Walter is Walter is our favorite. I, I don't. We're the man of the year. No, no bad bone in Walter's body. He's faithful to his mm-hmm. wife. He's a shitty weatherman. 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 He's a shitty weatherman. Weatherman. Yeah. He's he's I'm a shitty weatherman. Uh yeah, we stand Walter. Also, apparently Audrey's a caterer. Didn't know that. I do not remember this. It I don't remember that lady ever doing catering work ever. The only thing she ever did was be a mom, and we stand. Maybe that's why she got along with Josh so well. Oh, they had the they love of like cooking. Cook. Yeah, we see that later in the episode that Josh liked to cook. Hell yeah! Josh is okay. a husband at fifteen. <laughs> he he's like he's I'm a gonna... trophy husband. Yeah, he is. He can he's a stay at home dad. You know, fifteen years old. And I mean, seeing with who he gets with in the end of the show. First I feel like all, that's Josh's we like love, we love destiny. We love we Mindy, stand Mindy, Mindy stands in his house. here. And if you don't not Kaling, Mindy Crenshaw. Yes, Mindy Crenshaw. Mindy Kaling is, in my opinion, not well. It, no, she's really funny. She just really tanked with Velma. Not the yeah. point. We're not talking about um, Velma. <laughs> uh, that so, ass show. No. Yeah, the show was ass. I I did not like what she did with that garbage. Show. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> when we can watch quality content like Drake and Josh 20 years after it comes out, yeah, we're going to trash on them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, Josh runs in with that mop. They call Megan down and announce that they're getting engaged. Mind you, we never see the wedding. Never see it. Like, when I tell you they got engaged, literally next scene, Josh is moving in the house. Yeah, which doesn't bother me that they're like moving in together if they're just engaged but then they start like they never acknowledge the fact that we don't see a wedding we never know if they actually had a wedding if they went to a there's no flashback scene with Drake and Josh getting into hijinks at the wedding which would have been amazing would have been gold I don't know if Drake and Josh would have been able to do hijinks at the wedding though because they weren't close yet right like this is true true we're establishing that these guys barely know each other in this episode like they're They know of each other because they go to the same school and they probably have some of the but same that's about classes. It. But that's it, right? They even say at the cold open, Josh is like, he's an okay guy. And he's like, he's unusual. And Drake's like, he's unusual. Which, fair enough. Josh is a little unusual, um, if we're being honest. Uh, As we find out later in this episode. Yeah. Um, so we definitely see them together. Uh, and Drake has this reaction that I think all kids, all divorced kids have had. Um, but usually it's internal whenever your parents announce they're remarrying. <clears throat> it's like, you're going to be my dad. Like, my, you're going to be my stepdad. And he's, like, stuttering and he's falling all over himself. And then Josh, like, fully embraces it immediately. Uh, so Josh him. is just ready for a new mom. Yeah, and I still think Josh's mom is dead. Like, I think she died at a young age for him. Uh, and I don't need to justify that. <laughs> uh, I mean, ju- just because of if how the mom quickly... was never mentioned, I just assumed they're dead. Right. I assumed just... the mom on our card was dead for so long. Me too. Until they like mentioned it in the, was it the reboot? In the reboot on the last episode and now it's canceled. So we'll never meet her mom. I mean, that's kind of the, kind of always the joke, huh? Is that we're never going to meet the mom? Mm-hmm. Uh, did we ever meet the dad? Oh, we did. We yes. did meet the dad. Oh, we did meet the dad. For one episode. Mm-hmm. And he was like in the Navy, I think. The Air Force? He did a lot. He they was either in the Navy or the Air Force. Series. He was deployed. Because she was like, 
he was in the Air Force, but then he rode on a submarine. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't think they paid attention to his military status. I don't think they did either. I just think they needed an excuse for their dad not to be there. Pretty uh, much. But, yeah, so I think Drake's mom is, is dead just because of how quickly he attaches to Audrey. Like, immediately upon them getting married, starts calling her mom. Like, and then Drake, mm-hmm. we see call, you know, Walter by his first name. Uh, which is pretty standard, I think, for stepkids, is that you, for a while you just call them by their Yeah, I've never called my stepdad by their dad ever. <laughs> yeah, but Drake is disgusted. Josh says his first catchphrase in the show. Mm-hmm. We get the me, first, brother! We get the first hug me, brother. Cue the theme song. Yeah. And this theme song, oh my gosh, it brought back so many memories when I yeah. first saw it. <laughs> uh, we might have something going on with the theme song. We're going to keep that a little hush-hush uh, for right now. But, <laughs> yeah, don't tell him. I gotta keep it a secret. Ooh, um, big things. No, yeah, but the theme song is a banger. Uh, and apparently oh, yeah. Drake, we're gonna we're gonna get into this a little bit. Drake, it was some like the original theme song was just like a, a regular song that Dan Schneider found and just liked, and he was gonna use it as a theme song for Drake and Josh. And Drake saw an opportunity to be like, "Hey, I can write music. Let me give this a shot." And apparently, like, he wrote the theme song over a weekend with one of his friends. And then went and showed Dan Schneider and was like, hey, listen, I understand that, you know, this is a long shot, but I just wanted to show you this. Like, maybe I I came up with this, you know, I get it if you don't use it, but I just wanted to show you. And Dan was like, I don't want you to be here when I listen to it because I don't want to break your heart. Right. He's just like, because, I mean, to be fair to Dan Schneider as well, kids like 14, 15, like, oh, yeah. what the fuck do you know about music? You know, like, what the fuck do you know about writing a theme song? Right? Fair enough. Dan, Dan Schneider's been a showrunner for a long time. He knows what he's doing when it comes to theme songs. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, if you don't like it, give me feedback. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead with your theme and then it'll be fine. Right? So listen to it. Mm-hmm. He loves it immediately. And he goes out to the studio and he's like, hey, guys, listen to the theme song for my new show. And he just plays the song out. Like, that's how Drake found out that he landed a theme song to Drake and Josh. And that, like, oh, led shit. him down this path of writing other music for other Dan Schneider shows. So most of the music you hear in a Dan Schneider show is Drake Bell. He's the one... Leave it all to me? Oh, Leave it God. all to me is Drake. Like, oh, yeah. The, the harmonies and everything is Drake. Um, which is very impressive that he got two hit theme songs. Because Leave it all to me is a banger as well. Oh, my God, Yes. Miranda so, Cosgrove, your music career will always be remembered. Yeah, no, it, it is it is not in vain. Uh, I will every once in a while go to your Apple Music uh, page. And Sparks fly. <laughs> it's like electricity. I might die. Um, <laughs> Very good. We, we're will, doing covers. I will say this podcast. Uh, yeah, fucking hell yeah. Run it. I already sang fucking Twister's Weta. Leave it on me. <laughs> I do want to mention, though, in the theme song, I learned this literally earlier this weekend. The lyrics are, it's going to take some time to, to realign. realign. Yeah. For 20 plus years of my life, I thought it was realized. Yeah. So I didn't never questioned that, it. I didn't know that either until I was listening to the live version. This is before all the Drake Bell stuff happened. Mm. Um, but he said, I want to clarify, the lyrics are realign, not realize. Um, because realize doesn't rhyme with anything in the song. And I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but also, Drake's 
lack of songwriting ability, I guess, really comes through on the second verse of this song. If you didn't know, this song has like a bridge, chorus, verses, like the whole nine. Um, it's a full three minute banger. Yeah, it three is plus a, minutes. It is a full. I think it's right at three minutes. Um, but he he goes, um, no one can break what's so unbreakable. And it's just like, yeah, that's the definition of unbreakable. Lyrical genius. That's uh, <laughs> a genius in our Max time. Martin, you're fired. <laughs> Actually, I want to see the lyric for myself. I want to make sure I got that right. Um, and also, I've been listening to the song on repeat for the last like week. Um, where is that? I found a way. Yeah, there it is. Let me see. Let's find the lyrics. And oh yeah, I'm not gonna listen to that. Um. Let's take some time to realign. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. No one cares what you give. You know you gotta live like you wanna live. When it's time to be free, you know you gotta be what you wanna be. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the, the bridge. Um Yeah, no the one writing can break is the writing. Yeah, no one can break what's so unbreakable is um, now I know that anything's possible. I found a way. I found a way. No one can break what's so unbreakable. That's the definition of unbreakable, Drake. I don't know if you knew that or not, but unbreakable means you can't break it. Um, <laughs> Do your fucking job right. <laughs> Learn your words. Oh, crack up in a dictionary once in a while, Jared. Not yeah. you, the other Yeah, one. I mean, it, it is unfortunate that we share a name. It is. I'll say the lyrics are something, but that man can pick up the guitar and sing a little song. He he can do he can sing a little ditty. He can because <laughs> some of the songs in this show, I think we're gonna have to like set aside a special episode to talk about all the music in this show because it's just it's good. actually good. It's really good. Like th this show's music is insane, uh, and it's all Drake. He wrote all of it. Like, Drake being obsessed with the Beatles tracks, because that's what it sounds like, I'm very convinced that Drake took psychedelics one night, listened to the Beatles, and just modeled his whole career after Yeah, this it. is my personality now. Uh, yeah, but the because, theme song's a banger. Oh I don't feel like we need to go any deeper into that. Theme song, 10 out of 10, banger of a Nickelodeon. Meet theme. all our characters. You yeah, know, we, find... yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it's a 10 out of 10 banger Nickelodeon theme. We got to put it in that box of like show theme songs. This one is a 10 out of 10. It's, it's top three, if not number one. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so after that, we go into Drake's room. They're moving in together. And Drake is very upset that he has to share a room with Josh. Mind you, this is a five bedroom house. They don't have to share exactly. a room at all. Can't you guys like consolidate two of your sex dungeons and let Josh <laughs> live in one, one of sex them. dungeon. Just make one exactly. sex dungeon. You don't need two. You don't need three separate rooms for fucking. You can just do it in one. Uh, <laughs> or maybe two. Take some horny experience, I tell y'all. I'll give you a sex dungeon. You can have one. But like, you don't need to take a Josh room. Josh, the boy gotta have somewhere to sleep. He needs a sex dungeon. Josh is a gooner. We know that, right? Like, we can... <laughs> Oh my god. Josh is a gooner. <laughs> oh my god, she's making the funny face. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Dan Schneider would love you for that. Uh, anyway. Not the point. 
Josh in the show. Drake is writing a song. Yeah, Drake called "I Don't Want to Live with Josh." <laughs> Josh is just jerking off for hours on it in his room in the Miss Nancy costume. In the Miss Nancy, Drake costume. is one of those SoundCloud rappers that that takes off all of his life problems in the song and doesn't can change the lyric, so you know exactly what he's talking about. My friends so fake they don't want to hang out with me. Fuck this I little had, boy, I want to live with him. I had to go to Walgreens all by myself. <laughs> um, So Drake is writing his song, and Audrey convinces Drake to at least give Josh a chance. I'm sorry, this is just the, the image of... So Audrey convinces Drake to give Josh a chance. Um, Drake is still very convinced that Josh is weird, and he slams that fucking door in Josh's face with his suitcases. Oh my god. So, I I hate that scene so much, because Josh in that scene is genuinely trying to be nice. Like, he is just trying to, like, get him to warm up It's a not bit. anything as much as his choice as it is Drake's. Yeah, like, he doesn't want to be here. I mean, he does, but I don't think he wants to share a room. Like, he's a kid, mm-hmm. you know? So... He opens, he like comes in and he's like, Hey, I brought you Twizzlers. Like, I brought licorice. He doesn't say Twizzlers because Brandon. He says, Did you want the red one? He, yeah, he's and like, Drake literally slams the door in his face before he even finishes. He's like, I should have got the black, I should have got the black licorice. Should have got the black licorice. And like, which is really funny to think that that was the problem. It's <laughs> like the issue was the licorice. It wasn't the fact that mm-hmm. you're moving into my space. It's you brought me red licorice. Everybody knows I'm not a fucking normie. I only eat black licorice. <laughs> First of all, I love black licorice, but I can only have like one piece. Black licorice is, is so intense. Thing. Black licorice is an intense. It's like an orgy at the circus. It's fucking intense. Um, it tastes like 1957 and not in a good way. <laughs> I was going to say it tastes like medicine, which I do a little bit enjoy. So, Drake, um, <laughs> is you can't just still move reluctant. <laughs> We're gonna open up a whole can of worms if we go yeah, down Yeah, yeah, we gotta keep going. <laughs> um, but Drake um is still not convinced um that he should be living with Josh, which dude, get over at this fucking point. It's not yeah. gonna change. Yeah, and um, at the same time you're fifteen. You're only gonna be here for like what, three years, four years? Assuming exactly. you can get into college, which he obviously can't, <laughs> but yeah. Josh He's gonna can. like go on a magical mystery tour or something, get in some random van, just travel the world. Just do shrooms. Fucking yeah. Um, I'll say I was noticing Drake's like music posters. Drake has a Crazy Town poster, which is not that you know far off from Drake's music taste. Why does Drake have a Nas poster in his bedroom? Uh, he has a Nas poster. Yes, it's like above his bed. Huh. I noticed when Josh like went in and was like, "Oh my gosh, this bed is so cool," and just flops on this man's bed like, <laughs> like you knew that wasn't your. Bed. I know you're excited, Josh, but you don't just be jumping on people's beds. You knew that wasn't mm-hmm. your bed. You had to have known. There's no other bed. There's a drum set where your bed is going to be in the future. Also, that's not the final design of that room. They changed that room dramatically throughout the mm-hmm. show. Um, <clears throat> but my the thing I don't like either in this show is that how unrealistic it is. Having been a person that has shared a room with siblings or like had a roommate, most of the time when you're at home, you don't want to be in that room with you mm-hmm. like if one of you is there usually the other one's not uh and they spend so much time in that room together so much which is why i get why drake sometimes is like kind of 
not there. Yeah. And then Josh I mean, gets the Josh job. Josh is a lot. Which makes sense. Because he's like, mm-hmm. I just got to get out of the house. Can't wait till we get to that. I love the premiere. The premiere makes the show. Oh my gosh. The set of the... We're going to like go in on the premiere once we actually see it, you guys. Mm-hmm. But just know, it's we have so a soft spot in our hearts for it. Yeah. The um, premiere is was where my childhood took place, basically, because of the show. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Drake decides that he's not going to hang out with Josh. So he's going to go play basketball. And he's like, when are you going to be back? Which is like major Gooner vibes. <laughs> I put that in my fucking notes. I was like, is this a masturbation? <laughs> yeah, this, he's going to jerk off. Like, how long are you going to be back? It's like an hour or so. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, major Gooner vibes. He's like, I got an hour to goon. I got an hour to go for it. <laughs> so we come back to the living room, and Andre and Walter are still... Like, do they ever take a break? They don't. This is the scene where he's like, I'm going to kiss you now. And she goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to kiss, kiss you. you. It's like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. Like, stop. Like, y'all are grown adults. Yeah, like, middle aged almost. People. You've kissed people before. You've had to. Like, like what are they like? There's, almost y'all in their can't 40s? be that in love. Had late 30s, early 40s, something of the sort. Yeah. But like, like you can't calm be, it down. You can't be like that now, still. Y'all got three children in the house. Right. Like, I would get it if I saw Drake or Josh doing that with a girl. Because it's like, oh, that's cute, right? Because they're children. You guys are Also, I do. You've had <laughs> I do sex circle back around. Times. Between and the I'll two mention of you. how, oh my god, <laughs> Drake was making a scene about all the shit that Josh had brought. Josh brought two suitcases. <laughs> He's like, "We're gonna put all your shit." <laughs> it's like, dude, it's two suitcases. I don't even think that's like will overfill like a regular chest of drawer. But it wouldn't. It he wouldn't. tells the parents, huh? It wouldn't. He, he was hmm? being mad for no reason. I mean, it's Drake. He's always mad for no fucking reason. Fair enough. If something doesn't go his way, he's angry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's but Walter baby. and Audrey convince, huh? He's a spoiled little baby. I mean, pretty much. He, he was the only that. child, like, up until Megan came around. Megan's, like, seven at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're so far apart that it probably didn't feel crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, now that he has somebody that's his age, like, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, but, um, Walter and Audrey convince Drake to, like, ask Josh if you want to play basketball. Like, don't be a fucking dick, dude. Like, y'all gonna have to get along at some point. We're not gonna skip. Um, Hold on. We're not gonna skip the fact that Walter is Michael Jordan. Like, he, oh, I was getting to it. I was getting to it. Because, yeah, Cause Walter. Drake was like, does Josh know how to play basketball? He's like, yeah, I saw the ball. He knows. Yeah. And Drake throws Walter the basketball. He's, like, doing all types of tricks and flips and spinning the basketball, which was, in 2004, the coolest thing you could ever do with the basketball. Yeah, for sure. And then he tries to pass it back to him and breaks a lamp. He says, think fast. Uh, lamps don't think that fast. <laughs> that was a really good joke. I really like that That's joke. a meme. I'll say that. Like, I've seen that on so many, like, fucking TikToks. It's not even funny. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, like, the writing in the show is really good. Um, mm-hmm. if, it, if it has anything going for it, it's that. Yeah, the writing is fantastic. And, you know, I know Drake and Josh. It actually develops their characters. Right. Unlike some later Dan Schneider projects. Exactly. <laughs> Sam and Cat. Oh my god, don't even get me started on Sam and Cat. We'll get there when we get there if we ever watch that show. Um, but... But, um, Drake gets back up to the room to at least ask Josh does he want to play basketball, and what does he find? Jared, what does he find? He finds the, probably the hottest woman I've ever seen. Uh, Miss Nancy, I can't. I can't say that. Um, he finds Miss Nancy, who I'm let you go because I'm gonna give Miss Nancy her reading. 
Oh, you're gonna give her a reading? Okay. Um, I fucking like her outfit. I'm sorry. Yeah, tacky. In even in 2004, that was a tacky outfit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Drake goes up to find Josh in drag, um, and <laughs> he Josh jumps out of the chair. Jiggle physics are off the chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why he has fake tits. I don't understand why he has that. Where did he get them? I don't know. I. I, I don't know if it's like a stuffing thing because even Drake says they feel real. Which, first of all, I don't know why Drake's copping a feel of Josh's titties in that scene. He does it more than once. Yeah. He, I don't it's know so why. Weird. It's like a morbid curiosity, I guess. Um, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> we almost see Josh break character too in this scene. I don't know if you noticed that, but when Drake runs out, tries to run out of the room, we can see that Josh is about to break. Like, he, he does this, like, weird smile, like, kind of trying to keep a straight face. But, like, you can tell that he's... You can tell they had a lot of fun making this damn show. Yeah, as they should have. I mean, you know, they worked together for... They had worked together for, like, almost five years at that point. They knew we had to act mm-hmm. together. Um, <clears throat> so I just thought it was really funny that he almost broke character in that scene. Um, I'm gonna fucking crush your dreams, because Miss Nancy was a fucking raggedy-ass cheap queen... Um, she was wearing this little orange number that looked like she got it from Kato's. Um, <laughs> you guys probably won't know what Kato's is, but it's like a local-ish store no, he got that sells like... Roses. He got it from Roses. He got it from fucking Roses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like floral orange, and it's like not a good floral. Like, it's, mm, it's, it's so not bad. it. Let's not the wig her tracks. Is, the wigs, the bangs are fucking shitty as hell. It looks like she just in, ended it. Like, yeah. didn't care at all. That lace front the blonde, was blonde does not work on Josh. Mm-hmm. Her lace front was coming um, up. That's just a whole thing. It's giving white big mama. It it is giving white big mama a little bit. And that, I think that movie was like also gaining traction around this time, or at least the second one had came out near this two thousand four. Well, it kind of reminded me of like a Mrs. Doubtfire thing that they were trying to do, right? Because in in this time period, and it's still kind of the same thing now. Man and woman's clothes equals funny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least for comedy shows, which you know, I, I'll go see a man and woman's clothes all the time. I love going to drag shows, fuck yeah, um, fucking yeah. But drag shows are some of the funniest comedians. I like drag queens are some of the funniest comedians I've ever heard in my life. I love them to death. Um, we should go, I'll go drag on to say some of these TikTok comedians that yeah. like dress up like women for views are just digital drag queens, basically. Um, also, we should go to a drag show when I'm back home. We should do that. Oh my gosh, we definitely fucking should. <laughs> I know just the place to take you. Drake is fucking transphobic as hell. Yeah. He doesn't believe it, but I believe that Drake <clears throat> is transphobic. So, I don't believe canonically the in does. the show. I will say, I don't believe canonically in the show Drake is transphobic. I just think that he has a new stepbrother he knows little to nothing about, and walks in and sees him in a dress. Like, obviously you're gonna have, and you're 15, you don't, you've never, you know, experienced... Like, now, in today's society, right, like, you would have experienced something like this at this point. You would have had this conversation at some point. Yeah. And then, like, it's like, oh, okay, this is a thing that's talked about, whatever. Like, I don't think he would have reacted that bad if the show was, like, modern, right? But the fact that it's based in 2004, and he walks into the to the room, and he sees Josh and Drag, and he's like, who like why is this kid in drag now like i don't even think he called it drag i just think he called it a dress 
I don't even think yeah, drag they, they never say drag. It's always dude in a dress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the time period. It's like guy in dress equals funny. Mrs. Doubtfire, white chicks. Like we've seen it hundreds of times. And to be I fair, will say it holds the up. visible fear on his face was kind of shocking. I was yeah. like, oh my God, Drake thinks like Josh is a lunatic. I will say the comedy of like seeing that still holds up, right? Because like, his reaction is justified, I think. Um, <gasps> yeah, I don't think he should have like ran to his parents with it. But like the reaction would like, be What shocking. if Josh is actually trans and like he wanted to keep it a secret from his dad right. until he can You're just outing Josh in front of the whole family. But like and I you said, know Megan. Megan being trans isn't common back then though, right? Like we're looking at it from a modern lens of like true, what if true. Josh was trans? Like what if this this, that, and the third, like fucking Drake probably didn't even know what a trans person was. Much less how They're in LA. Them. They not LA, where are they? San Diego. Yeah. He probably there's a gay knew. scene there is but i don't think it was as prevalent back then maybe it was i don't know but like i know gay scenes kind of became like a really out and about thing which i hate saying that about the gay community but like the gay scene was not as public as it is now fair enough they're in like the suburbs they're yeah. kind of in their own little bubble yeah but <laughs> I will say the I'm comedy. Sorry, I just wanted to the, tie it to like some real world Drake Bell drama. No, no, yeah. Uh, Kate, I mean, he did have that reaction to Caitlyn Jenner in when Caitlyn came out. And to be fair, I think a lot sorry, of people. Sorry, still calling you Bruce. I, to be fair, I think a lot of people did. Because, like, when did Caitlyn Jenner come out? Was I still. 2015, 16? I'll say, I'll say, we do not support Caitlyn Jenner on this podcast. We fucking hate that bitch. Mm-hmm. Just just letting it out there. And not because she's trans. She can be trans, that's fine, but just some <laughs> yeah. of the other shit the she's The trans shit is isn't the issue. We don't give, you know, live your life, queen. Um, but also, don't, because you make other people's lives worse because of who you are. Um, not the trans part. Everything else. Like, how are you a trans Republican? Right. Like, how do you, ha- how do you love the people that hate you? We're not, we're not She's in it for politics. the money. Yeah, we're not going to get into politics. Um, so, either, either way, Drake um, pretty much is kind of weirded out. He asks, you know, why are you dressed up like a lady? Josh is like, you know, my Miss Nancy um, column, I just have to kind of get into character, the set and the third. Drake is still weirded out. So, he looks at the letters that Miss Nancy has received, and... There's one letter from some chick named Tiffany. He knows this because he knows the girl's handwriting, which is creepy as hell. How yeah. do you know this random girl's handwriting? I, I didn't think about that part. What I was thinking about what is what high school student is writing to another high school student asking for advice? How did Josh land this advice column? Was he wearing a dress when he interviewed for it? How did, like... did he did he make up the character of Miss Nancy? Thinking he um signed up for an advice column didn't know what to do. He made up the character of Miss Nancy based off of... Is it Dear Abby? Yeah. Dear Abby is the the one that's the most famous, I think. So, I guess he figured he can't give a woman's advice without being, you know... Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, women, I mean... Yeah, women are going to be more comfortable... That's some logic. Women are going to be more, more comfortable writing to another woman asking for advice than they would be asking, you know, writing to a man. It makes sense. And they do this a lot in the show which is like comparing Josh to a woman or saying that his interests and thought processes are very womanly. I don't see that either. Like, if anything, he's metrosexual. Which, that's an outdated term now, anyway. <laughs> he's just a um, little concerned with his feminine side. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's 
2004. This was insane. <laughs> yeah, I support it as well. Uh, you know, like I, I've been described. You know, me for background. They would have put him on Queer Eye. Yeah, for background, me and Christian went to high school together. Like we've known each other for very, a long time. very much so. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, like throughout high school, I, people always thought I was either gay or really feminine as a guy. And uh, at the time, it made me really uncomfortable. But now I embrace it because I don't. I stopped giving a shit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like it as a feminine dude or like a guy that can be described as feminine. Sometimes uh, I don't really see that being him being like feminine or like them making jokes about that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Cause like I do the thing. I paint my nails. I you know I get like a haircut every two weeks. I do my eyebrows. Like yeah, I, I kind of see it. <clears throat> compared to like oh my the, God, the republicans are scared of you they probably are actually um they should be what <laughs> do you mean a man gets a haircut and paints his nails yeah how dare he i wear like jewelry and shit like which is we live, common like now. not in the deep south well i live in the deep south ish not carolina but like from it's... the deep south ish mm-hmm. <clears throat> i've moved away you're from um i don't know if i can say it but he's from a very very christian background you can say it yeah i'm from a (laughs) deeply religious christian background so like my views now are a lot different from the views i had even when christian met me um so a lot of personal growth happened uh between then and now on Um, all fronts even me oh i was still in the we we i was more of a democrat now i'm just a hardcore leftist (laughs) yeah me too i'll say that (laughs) um but Drake pretty much tries to blackmail Josh into letting him, you know, use the dear, not dear Nancy, um, Miss Nancy column to get with this girl named Tiffany. And Josh is like, hell fucking no, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so Drake again leans out of the window, people of her, Josh is, <laughs> and Josh is like, no one would have heard that. <laughs> no one would have heard it. No one would have known who he was talking about. Josh just moved into this neighborhood. Yeah, no one knows who this guy is. <laughs> like, do you think people from your school are outside of your house right now? Who, who and even if people at your school, you'd be like, why are you telling your brother's business? Mm-hmm. Also, um, it's a little losery that you write an advice column, but at the same time, who gives a fuck? It's the school paper. No one reads it anyway, other than the people that are writing to Exactly. Nancy. You said it yourself that no one reads the paper. Yeah. Like, you, he, he looked at the paper in the earlier scene and was like, who, who the fuck reads this? I mean, I guess it's like the anonymity is a part of the credibility of this character, of Miss Nancy. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why he would want to protect him. But at the same time, no one gives a shit. I know me in high school, if I found out some random dude was Miss Nancy, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Period. Good for you. He's not going to be Miss Nancy for long, is the thing. Because like, if the anonymity is crucial to the character, they're going to... They're in high school. Yeah. Like... It doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> but he sets up the date with her. Um, yeah. We cut to the school. And uh, <laughs> Drake tells Tiffany that he writes poetry. He was writing a fake poem, rhyming the words beauty, fruity, and some other gay shit. It's other gay shit. It's... In the article, she was complaining about her boyfriend, who we later find out is named Buck and 45. Um, yeah, like, this man is not a high school. He's schooler. in his mid-30s, at least. Um, he's not a high school student. Um, but he is not romantic. He he is in insensitive. 
he is just some big dumb jock that macho know. man like yeah mm-mm. never takes her on dates never makes her dinner never you know she wants a sensitive guy right so drake goes oh she wants a sensitive guy i'm gonna stalk her and meet her at her locker when i've obviously never spoken to this woman to know her handwriting um 2024 this would not fly no uh it just shows goes to show that drake he'd be no called idea. a nice guy yeah drake has no idea how to talk to women in this show uh he's lucky he's pretty Which i don't understand how he has so much game because he's pretty he is he is like, that's the the character is like he doesn't go to women women come to him right like he's that's, skinny and he has swoopy hair yeah that's and at it. the time that's all you needed you play guitar you're done like you're smashing puss left and right that's oh. how 2004 worked <laughs> i also don't know if you noticed but drake in this scene is wearing a sweater with his name on it is he really very much so it's like an old dusty blue sweater and it has his name on it i'm just like what the fuck he's very conceited apparently i guess so uh yeah but he because this girl when she talks to him goes you're drake right mm-hmm. and like obviously if you would have been interacting before this she would know your name and like i i just and he says it like off the cuff she's like oh, he's like oh your name is tiffany drake and just goes on with his spiel about, oh, you want to meet me at a date, da 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 da. Yeah, and then like um, he asked her out. He's like, I go, I gotta yeah, go she... download a recipe off the internet. <laughs> yeah, um, not print a recipe, not look up a recipe, not follow a recipe on the internet. Download. He's downloading it. Why you're would... downloading it, and then what? Like, are you gonna? Put I'm pretty sure if you're downloading it. Like, what do you? Doing? It was already on the website, so why don't you just have the laptop open and look at the website while you were cooking? It doesn't make technology sense. in 2004 was something else, y'all. Yeah, it, it definitely was. They just wanted to use that word to make them seem modern. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I genuinely do think that's what it was. And it doesn't hold up Because Dan Schneider was not the most young and hip person in 2004, I'd say. Seeing as he was on a teen sitcom in the 70s and 80s, was which we'll really? get into one day. This Drake decides that he's going to make this girl dinner. And by he, we mean Josh. Because uh, he has blackmail on Josh now, and he plans on extorting that to the highest degree. So tell everybody your dirty little secret. Yeah, your dirty secret that you are a loser and write an advice column. Oh wait, Josh is already a loser. I don't think this would have changed anything for him. Uh, <laughs> not anything that would give him more confidence to just do what he wants. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but which we find out later in the episode that's what it did. But um, which we're gonna go over that because I'm pissed at Drake for that whole thing. But I digress. So Tiffany and Drake, you know, we're to have their dinner tomorrow. Um, but back at the house, right after school, Drake and Josh are being called down for dinner, which I don't know about you. My parents did not prepare dinner for me when I was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go get it myself. My parents did if it was like a family thing, right? So they would make dinner for the family. Um, and we, we would all, we wouldn't eat together. We would like watch TV and stuff. So it made, to me, it was like, it felt very real that they were sitting in front of the TV to eat dinner. Um, Where were the parents? Were they in the living, in the dining room, just eating while their kids are watching TV? They're probably too busy in their sex dungeon. Drink, Josh, dinner's on the table. It's like, yeah, yeah, we fed the kids. They were probably TV dinners that they dumped onto a plate. It was like spaghetti, and it wasn't even good looking spaghetti. It It was like, why was it so short? It was, yeah, it was really short. 
And it just looked very unappetizing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, let's be honest here. They probably, like, got some weird caterer to, like, make lunch for the show that day. And they were like, yeah, just put some of that shit on a plate. And then we'll give it to the kids <laughs> on the show. Um, so, um, their dinner's on the table in the living room. Um, and Megan, being the sneaky little sneak she is, pours hot sauce onto the spaghetti and into the drinks. Mm-hmm. Drake and Josh come down for dinner. You know, they're talking about the day. It's talking about, oh, I can't believe I have to prepare dinner for you tomorrow, this day, da da da. Yeah. And they start chowing down. Oh my God, the spaghetti is too hot. It, it's hot sauce. You'll live. So yeah. they decide and Now to that I'm a fan of hot sauce, d- like, shut up. That was Frank's Red Hot. Chill the fuck out. That's a white people problem. <laughs> you can't handle your spice. Yeah, and then they um, they go to drink the the beverages, and the beverages are also hot. Uh, so mm-hmm. they end up jumping out so the window like, to go to a physical hotel. comedy ensues. They're yeah. wet everywhere. I don't know they why you just didn't go to the nose. kitchen and get water. There's a sink in there, unless the Walter, unless Walter and Audrey are fucking in the kitchen. That would add they don't need to see <laughs> That would add more context to why they didn't just go get water. Uh, but so we need to rate this Megan prank. Right, because these pranks in this show are basically war crimes. If we're being Megan's honest. pranks, go from like silly little goof to like a full on terrorist attack. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's so weird because like this is for Megan. This is a tame prank, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a pretty standard prank. I think um, it does set the precedent of like, oh, Megan likes to prank her brothers, but then they don't mention she's a it. trickster. Yeah, she never. They never mention it again in this episode, other than just her looking at the guys and laughing which is fine like that's what a prank's for um but yeah she this is a tame prank i give this a prank from megan a one i give it a one uh, i give it a negative one it, yeah it's not up to her standard but also i'm looking into the future and i know this um because she's a ch- i'll say she's a child she's seven right now she doesn't really have the capacity she's probably only used to pranking drake but like adding another person probably threw off her method i'm just it was no warning for Drake I, or for Josh either. Like he moved in this house and all of a sudden he's getting killed by hot sauce. Uh, yeah, I don't understand um, really what she thought she was doing with that prank. Oh my God, you made their food hot. Ooh. Now what? Yeah. Where's what the you, like... Where's the punchline? Other than like them... Because in reality, what would have happened is they would have went to the kitchen and they would have both chugged water for a few minutes. And then it would have mm-hmm. been fine. Like this is D tier prank, uh, classic. Also, why was Josh licking Drake's hand before they sat down to eat the spaghetti? They came down and were discussing, you know, the plans for tomorrow and how Josh was going to cook. And Josh was kind of like he didn't want to, so Drake stands on top of the couch and begins to yell that he's Nancy's Nancy. secret again. And Josh is like putting his hand over his mouth, and Drake just full on licks his hand. <laughs> also, no one in your house gives a fuck. Zero people in your house other than you give a shit. Megan might, because Megan's a little evil, evil like deviant. bastard. She might post it on the internet, but uh, anything else. Even then, who the fuck follows a seven year old? Like, I mean, I Carly, too... people were following her. <laughs> Fair, but like that was set later. We'll get into the theory that Megan is I Carly later. Oh, on, talking about the crazy but... Steve theory? Yeah. Yeah. We have to meet Crazy Steve to like set up this theory, though. Fair enough. 
we haven't met him yet. We meet him at least next season, if not this season. I think we meet him later this season when Josh starts working at the premiere. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I think he's um, in one of the first episodes of the premiere. Because he eats his enchilada. Okay, okay. I remember that. Um, so, after the hot sauce incident, it is Drake's date. So excited. Drake is on his date with Tiffany. It's so stupid. Um, they're eating ravioli. Some yeah. type of Italian ravioli. Mm-hmm. And she's smitten by the dinner. She's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you can cook. Uh, what yeah. kind of ravioli is this? And Drake bullshits. He's like, it's ravioli. <laughs> she's like, what? He's like, how is it? Why do I like, trying to change the subject. Yeah. Josh is in the background trying to sneak out of the kitchen. Because he has to go fucking piss. Like, goddamn, man. <laughs> and then like, he's like, you were supposed to stay in the kitchen. He goes, I can't control my bladder. <laughs> and like... Like... And they're doing this in front of her. <laughs> but, like, I'm just like, how is she not hearing this? Yeah, also, on your date. Like, if you're the girl, how do you not put two and two together that Drake didn't make this meal? Like, he's in the kitchen. As what is Josh doing in the kitchen? Yeah. Like, even it? if, I feel like it would have been, like, less obvious if Drake just let Josh go to the bathroom. Like, maybe Josh was just in the kitchen and drink or something. Yeah. And then, but like, the if, fact if that Drake, she made a scene about it. If Josh just would have walked out with all the confidence on the planet. And just left. I don't think she would have even questioned it. But Tiffany is still smitten by Drake and tells Josh, Josh, Drake cooked this delicious meal. Have you ever tried it? This, that, the third. Josh sits down. It's like, no, I haven't. Um, And asks Drake, how do you do it, Drake? What is your recipe? <laughs> and Drake is not prepared. He, like, takes their plates from them. He's like, okay, well, let's move on to dessert. Which during if, this time did Josh make a tiramisu? In my head, he made tiramisu for dessert, and I love that. We stand a good tiramisu. I can agree. I think he made tiramisu. Tiramisu is an impressive dessert for a fifteen-year-old. Not the point. I just think I was going to say creme brulee, but that's French. French and Italian one yeah, might kind of. I don't think it would go together, but tiramisu is definitely Italian. Oh yeah. So Tiffany and Josh are kind of chatting while Drake is in the kitchen. And they hear, like, some loud-ass banging on the door. I'm like, don't open it. It's a fucking cop. <laughs> That's a police officer. They're looking for Megan. No one knocks like that, and it's not a police officer. He's going to be a police officer in the future. I'm. That's my headcanon. Buck ends up as a police officer. Yeah, Buck is chosen cop at birth. Or assigned cop at birth. <laughs> so, um, Josh opens the door. Buck just bursts through it, knocking Josh over in the process. And... It's giving, like, abusive husband. Mm-hmm. It's like, who who told you you can go on dates while we're broken up? This, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. I don't even Josh think they were broken like, up. I don't think they were broken up. Were they? I don't think they were. I think Tiffany I was just cheating. I thought they broke up. Nope. I think Tiffany was just cheating on Buck. Because she's, she, even, in the dear, even in the Dear Miss Nancy letter, or Miss Nancy letter, she said, my boyfriend doesn't do this. She didn't say my ex-boyfriend never did this, so, I, so we broke up. Like, she's like, I'm allowed to date whoever I Oh, it's I Tiffany's want. fault. Yeah, it is Tiffany's fault. Tiffany shouldn't have... Yeah, if you're gonna go out on a date, break up with your boyfriend. Like, that's just common Break courtesy. up with your boyfriend! Cause I'm bored. <laughs> um, so... Drake, not Drake, Buck thinks that Josh is Drake. Mm-hmm. And pretty much threatens him to a fight in the school courtyard tomorrow. 
Which not why tomorrow, not, Monday. Why, why not just fight him here? You've already chosen violence. You're already here. Like, this is very plot like yeah. dependent. <laughs> I so to give him time to prepare to like let him wallow mm-hmm. in self pity before this fight. Having been threatened with fights at school, uh, that's you what fought happened. there and there. Like, there's no planning yeah. unless like. You couldn't fight at school. Which, even then, fight him there. You'll get in less trouble if you fight him, like, here instead of at school. At school, you have the risk of being expelled. Exactly. Yeah. That, I, because, you know, at least if the cops show up, right, he's like, why'd you fight him? He's like, oh, he's on a date with my my girlfriend. And then, like, they'd have been like, this is a huge misunderstanding. Like, at the end of the day, what probably would have happened was, hey, don't do that shit again. And they would have left. But you're and, at like, school. Like, oh, you know, can't have that. Yeah, like, at school, like, you're not gonna get away with this fight, you know? Especially when a crowd of children are, like, surrounding you guys. hmm But that's later on in the episode. Um, Drake comes back with the dessert and asks Josh why is he on the floor. He thought he had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Josh is like, I did. <laughs> Already did. Uh, but then... Josh has get... a piss kink confirmed. No, I don't think it's a piss kink. I think he was just oh, very scared. Drake did tell Josh to piss in the sink earlier. I forgot to mention that. I didn't forget that. He's like, there's a sink in the kitchen. So later on, we, we see that, you know, Drake is not taking accountability for his actions. Um, mm-hmm. Per usual for Drake. So Josh. So he is- tells Josh, you're going to have to fight this dude. So they go to this dojo. <laughs> now, I love this scene. This is such a good Karate Kid reference. And then, like, they literally rip the lines from the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like. Where he goes, like, karate's not here, it's here, right? And he's like, sometimes here, because I had an indigestion or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so they have, like, this montage of, like, a $30 karate lesson where they kick everyone else out of the dojo, who's assumably playing way more money than $30. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they, like, also have very advanced belts. Yeah, and, like, Josh gets a pink belt, which isn't a thing in karate. Um, I was going to say, is that real? No, it's not. He fights this little girl. The little girl Wins. kicking his ass. Which makes sense after we see, you know, Megan also kicking his ass. Um, um, I will go and pause to say, do you think that, um, I'll say this because I've noticed this in a lot of other Dan Schneider shows that his Asian characters are very, like, one note stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it was especially obvious with the iCarly Japan special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was definitely uh, every. Every Asian in that show was stereotypical Asian. Um, like, broken English, very, you know... Yeah, not even in the South silly Park Silly, kooky. Not even in, like, the South Park way, which, like, the only reason I think they get along, they get by with it, is because, A, it's South Park. Like, you know what you're getting into, right? Mm-hmm. And, B, it's because in South Park... Adults also have, like, the capacity to understand satire yeah. more than children would. Children see this and they're thinking, like, it's a real-life depiction. Right. And... It's also the fact that them being the Asian stereotype isn't the joke. The joke is the other shit that's going on to this blatant Asian stereotype, right? And that's, like, that's why it's funny. It's not because of the stereotype. It's because of the things happening to the stereotype. Um, it's just, like, the, the, the City Walk episode of... You uh, got them Mongolians! <laughs> yeah, and uh, where he like answers the phone and he's like, hello, Shitty Rock, how may I help you? You know, it's like, yeah, the, the voice is funny. It's, it's a good, you know, it's a blatant stereotypical Asian voice, but 
the joke is that Kenny gets him to go down from six and a half thousand dollars to sixty, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you." I and like somehow at the end of the at the end of the negotiation, he's like, "I won this negotiation, even though I asked for six k and you gave me sixty. You know, uh, like that's the joke. The joke isn't the fact that he's Asian. That's the fact that he's stupid. It's the fact that he's dumb. Yeah, it's not the the Asian thing. Um, not the point though. Um, I don't have this little montage. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh learns at least thirty dollars worth of karate, which is nothing. Um, There's nothing. He breaks the board with his head, which I was fully expecting Josh to faint. Uh, it would have been like, way funnier. Dan Schneider humor, like that's what I was expecting. But no, Josh actually broke the board. He flipped over the little girl. The little girl ran away screaming. The girl's like seven. I could kick a seven-year-old's ass right now. I think if I kick, I think I could kick an unlimited amount of seven-year-old asses. Except maybe. I shouldn't say that. I th- that <laughs> let me kill me. Let me rephrase. I think I could fight an unlimited number of seven-year-olds. As long I as they're not say me. unlimited. I say no less than ten. No more than ten. Well, seven-year-olds also fall down with a gust of wind. You know, like a strong wind wind gust. But a team of seven-year-olds. I think it'd be fine. I think I could take them. Have you seen Lord of the Flies? Yeah, but I don't. I'm not afraid of seven year olds. <laughs> I'm not afraid yeah. of seven year olds at all. You heard it here first, y'all. Jared can fucking punch the shit out of a seven year old. Nothing I'll beat, would happen. I'll beat the fuck out of a toddler. <laughs> That's the takeaway from this episode: is that Jared can kick a toddler's ass. That's hell yeah. I, I'm a um, standard man. I can beat up a child. <laughs> <laughs> You're Andre from Victorious. Yeah, I would never <laughs> kick a child, mind you. Just for added context, I wouldn't do that. But I could. I have the ability to. That's. Does <laughs> he though? I think he's just overcompensating, you guys. Yeah, for my tiny penis, my tiny shrimp. Juxtaposed to the name of this podcast. <laughs> it's really big shrimp. Um, Which um, we'll get into shrimp facts later on in the series because I have a lot of shrimp facts that I've learned. <laughs> You learned shrimp um, facts for this podcast. Well, no, I knew them anyway, but like now I have an excuse <laughs> to say. <laughs> but I can't believe you're. <laughs> you know me. I'm a fucking nerd. I look up anything. I know, but like the fact that you have shrimp facts on deck. I love the, I love the ocean. <laughs> He's gay. He has an affinity for classical music. There's a lot of things about this kid. Have you have you seen that so, uh, Willem Dafoe? No, thing? what is that? So Willem Dafoe is describing a character that he plays in a movie, and the only thing he can say is he's gay. He has an affinity for classical music. There's a lot of things about this, <laughs> and it's you like no, like you said two things about this character. There's not a lot apparently because you're struggling. You to have come to put that stuff. in for the viewers that won't know what you're talking about. He's he's gay. But he he has a special connection to classical music. There's many things that are interesting about him. But so we're outside the school courtyard parking lot. I don't fucking know. They're outside of the school, and I'm pretty sure it's the Burbank set that they also use for Burbank. the Victorious lunchroom set and the Sammy Cat in In and Out Burger set. Yeah, I think it's probably the same thing. Uh, also, great set. For that show like mm-hmm. the settings in this show are really well done 
Like we're actually outside. Like we're not just in some right. studio. Even though they were that um, way just outside of a studio, but not the point. But at least it's real life. There's sun beaming down. <laughs> they didn't have to worry about lighting that day. Uh, but so they, you know, are preparing for the fight. Drake's hyping Josh up. Josh has on this little sweatsuit number. Um, and there are a bunch of kids in the background who one of them is either Craig or Eric. I forget which one is which. Wait, is he in, in the background? Episode? Yeah. No, um, if I can find a little screenshot, I'll send it to you. But yes, he's fucking in it. Love that. Um, so, you know, just a fun fact, we met this character before he was even named. <laughs> but Tiffany is off to the side trying to, you know, see who's going to defend her honor. Buck is there. I hate still looking like a 70s up. bully. I hate Tiffany huh? only for the fact that like, she cheated on her boyfriend, A. B, the fact that she didn't clear up who she was on a date with. Because Josh got oh, beat up does. for no fucking reason. Yeah, she does later, but like after Josh you know, gets we'll, punched we'll in the We'll get face. to it, but like you could have let him know this before he even left the house. Exactly. Like, oh no, it's not him. Because they showed up together to this fight. Like you could have stopped this a long time ago. I mean, like, hey, I'm really honored that you would defend me, but, but it's not... this him. isn't the guy. Yeah. You're not that guy. It would have been... You're, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Um, But it would have been so easy for her to be like, oh, I wasn't on a date with him. Like, that's not the right guy. And then $30... She said, I have cry. standards. Yeah. I First of all, Josh is funny. And funny gets you a long way. I know mm, from experience. True, true. <laughs> knowing from experience... Being funny gets you a long way in this life. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Josh gets knocked out immediately because Buck like, is 45 years no, old. No efforts. Yeah. Uh, Buck is in his 30s at least. Um, mm-hmm. And is a is a full adult man. He's a grown man. Yeah. Like he looks older than every other teenager on that set. Um, and I'm assuming that's purposeful. Because they wanted like to cast like a jock character, but he is in his twenties. This man looks like he works, like he looks like a cop. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like six two. Like, like this guy's six huge. two, jacked. Like, yeah, he dresses like again a nineteen seventies bully. I will not let it go because that's what he looks like. No, it's exactly what he looks like. Um, he just yeah, it, he's a grown man dating a teenager and tiffany looks 15 which is the weird mm-hmm. part because when you see them next to each other you're like why is this uh girl we'll and her, this yeah why is this girl and her uncle at this event giving footloose but yeah nobody puts baby in a corner it's ridiculous and like you know they end up him and tiffany end up walking off together from this fight mm-hmm. where josh is just blatantly knocked out uh we fast mm-hmm. forward to them in their room together later Josh is like scrambling the room, turning the room upside down, looking for this Miss Nancy costume. Which, how do you not have more than one dress? Exactly. Like, <laughs> you mean to tell me you wash? First off, how did it get through the wash? Yeah, that's like a that's like a, a you... dress you don't wash because of the like material. That dress is it. very thin and flimsy. Yeah. Like you, you um, can't wash that. You have to but... hand wash it at least. Mm-hmm. Take it to the dry cleaners or something. Right. But Josh is, like, scrambling for this dress. Drake tells him to stop fucking being weird and stressed out. <laughs> and just, you know, just give the advice as a man. Like, nobody's going to know. 
mm-hmm. and Josh is like kind of still reluctant. And he's just like, I can't like do it. Um, there are some sentimental moments. Drake tells Josh, you know, yeah, Miss Nancy's stupid. You can't give advice even if you tried. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, he defends himself and actually gives himself good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Josh and Drake is like, that's not good advice. And he's like, yes, it is good advice. And Drake's like, what did you just say? Yeah, which kind of makes sense, but also fuck you, Drake. <laughs> like you've put this man through so much emotional turmoil. The least you can do is give him his dress. Uh, <laughs> and then he said, "How would you feel if your therapist wore women's clothing while giving you advice?" Me personally, I wouldn't give a shit if that's the best way they work. That's the best way they work. First of all, my therapist is a woman, so I expect her to be wearing women's clothing when I go see her. Um, shout you out expect to my... a woman to be wearing? Wow. Well, I mean, wow. How insensitive of you. You're canceled. I'm telling Twitter, formerly known as. <laughs> Elon Musk will be hearing about this. (laughs) Yeah, and he would agree with me. He sucks. Elon Elon Musk Musk is the worst person. Um, (laughs) But um, God forbid I expect I expect my feminine presenting therapist to wear feminine clothing. My God. Yeah. Yeah, you should. If she changed her clothes tomorrow on her pronouns, I would respect it. I don't give a shit. Uh, (laughs) Um, but. After this, they hug and make up, you know, it's very sweet and sentimental. We get the post credit scene, which is Josh, again, knocked out, lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, then, and Tiffany finally explains, I'm like, why didn't you do this, like, two days ago? Yeah. She, she after the guy's knocked out cold on the pavement, she's like... Was like, I can't believe you went on a date with that chump. She's like, I never went on a date with him. I went on a date with him, pointing to Drake. Yeah. So and It's like, why didn't you... Like, now this guy is going to have an assault charge. That's like how that works. Um, he comes up to Drake, literally thumps him on the forehead, and Drake knocks out, which I'm just like, wow, Drake. Well, Drake, yeah. Drake is made of, made of uh, tissue paper. He's two pounds solid wet. Yeah, he, he's made of tissue like, paper. And that's all he has going for him. Um, But yeah, I'm not... I'm not convinced that Tiffany really wanted drake i feel no, like she, she just used him she to wanted make to make buck buck jealous. jealous yeah and i mean which is very manipulative mm-hmm, like, like there's so much going on there um yeah but i mean there, I think, i'm pretty sure there are other cops that look like they're from the 1970s that you cheated with <laughs> that don't go to school yeah it's um <laughs> you can find this go to the department episode. go to the department mm-hmm but yeah, that's our episode. I I do think we this end is a off, really good pilot. Like, it, yeah, I but, feel like it. You know, laid the foundation, showed what Drake and Josh are capable of, right. um, and shows that like I gave us a little. This is gonna be fun. backstory at least. The characters mm-hmm. other than Walter and Audrey do get developed really well in the first episode. Um, we find out, you know, about Megan's terrorism. Mm-hmm. The best part of the show. <laughs> Megan did 9-11. We have to. Megan fucking, she was in those planes. And she was an arms She dealer. jumped out, used her parachute, got in the other plane. Yeah. <laughs> midair. Yeah, for sure. She was, and she wasn't even, I don't even think she was conscious during that. Megan leaked the Epstein documents. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is solely responsible for the, <laughs> Megan is the one that owned the Epstein Island before Epstein. <laughs> 
Which she also, said, I will get my island back. She's the one that's responsible for Epstein's murder. Megan has blood diamonds. Oh, for sure. No doubt. No doubt Megan has blood diamonds. Um, no, Megan's a terrorist. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Josh gets... the Josh's character in this episode stays pretty stable throughout the entire series, I think. Um, yeah. He, I will he, say Drake does a lot more growing and learning yeah. as a person. But also Josh, like, he has character development, but, like, he is... He knows who he is in this episode. He learns to be a man and put his foot down. Yeah, he, he does have character development, but it's, like, more of growing up development than it is, like, mm-hmm. he's changing as a person. Because Josh is pretty... Like, they make it pretty clear that Josh is, like, overall a good person already. He doesn't need to have a ton of character development to be, like, a fully-fledged person like Drake does. Um, and Which Megan, in the Schneider's Bakery universe is the worst thing you can be is a good person with morals. Yeah, exactly. Like, Josh definitely has morals. He has, like, a moral uh, standing. Like, he does learn a lot throughout the series, but at the same time, like, he learns lessons as you would grow up. So it's not like he needed to have, like, a new foundation laid as a character. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, really good pilot. Loved it. Um um, how many? I'm trying to think of something to relate this to with the episode for our scoreboard. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Um, what belt would you give this episode? What belt? From, from uh, pink to black. From pink to black. I don't know. I give it a purple scale. belt. I don't know the scale. No, it's not. It's a terrible scale. How big is um, the shrimp from one to ten? I say it's a good. Five inches. I would say, yeah. Actually, I'll take that back. Seven inches. I would say... Are we rating this as a pilot or as an episode? Because that is... Well, I feel like the pilot is also very tonally different from the rest of the show. It is. It's very tonally different. So, as just the pilot and the episode of the show together, I say it gets a good seven shrimps out of ten. I think we should do inches. I really like inches. Oh my god! Um, I would rate this a solid five five inches. I think it's good, um, but also it's could be better. It could be better, and we do get better, well, a lot better episodes going forward. Just on this season, like they find their footing, especially because yeah. it took so long for the pilot to get picked up. They kind of learned each other, mm-hmm. like, and it just seems like they're more close knit as a cast. Right, I'll and say like, that because this, this this episode feels very Amanda show. Mm-hmm. It feels like a very long Amanda show sketch, and it doesn't feel like Drake and Josh yet. And then later on this season, we start feeling like we start getting into Josh. the show. Yeah, this is like Drake we and get. Josh. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's a solid five inches, uh, and it's only who's your highlight? Huh? Who's your standout character of the episode? Oh, Josh, one hundred percent. I'm giving it to Bug. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Buck did what he had to do. He protected his woman. Uh, Buck is also, yeah, I mean, it's hard to be a 45 cop going to a high school, you know, 45-year-old cop. He's definitely an undercover He's an undercover. Cop. Yeah, he's undercover. That's what it is. He's trying to, like, say, his... do you know where I can find the perk 10s? Did you see that? There's a TikTok going around right now of a cop walking into a convenience store, and he starts, like, blatantly asking for drugs, and then gets surprised when they turn him down. Like, halfway through the interaction, he's like, 
He's like, no, officer, we don't have drugs here. And he's like, I'm not a cop. And he's like, well, yeah, you are. Nobody fucking asked for drugs. Just <laughs> off. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, I heard you guys got that got that shit, man. I'm trying to pick some up. And I'm like, he's like, I don't have anything. And like, it genuinely feels like this store clerk like genuinely doesn't do anything like that. Because he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, I had no idea. It was the episode of Carly where they were selling pirated movies, but they turned out to be fucking pirate movies. That's so... <laughs> I forgot about that episode. He's like, yeah, you guys are selling pirated movies. He's like, we're selling pirate movies. <laughs> you know, like, argh. Ahoy, matey. I don't even know the premise of that episode other than the pirated movies thing. I don't know why Carly was there so were cops upset. and Spencer got spanked a lot. I That's know that right. much. There were cops. That's what it was. There it was, was like softcore gay porn. Was he? Was it? Love that. That Love spanking that was something. Yeah. It, there were handcuffs involved. There's a lot going on with Dan Schneider's The Schneider Bakery verse. We are going to um, get into him. We're going to rip him a new one by the end of this series. Yeah, you cut out there pretty hard. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to rip a new one by the um, end of the series. Uh, we're going to go... Oh, yeah. At some point, there's 58 episodes of Drake and Josh, plus a couple movies. Um, so I'm sure at the end of this, or like near the end of this, we'll have a full episode. Just like, okay, let's talk about Dan Schneider. You know? Um, and like, no hate to the cast of the show. Um, show cast is, is amazing. Yeah. Except for um, one person. <laughs> Yeah, but in the show, in the show, he was great. Yeah, the acting's not the problem. The talent's not the problem. It's what it's the the other shit it's is the, the issue, you know. Yeah, but anyway, um, it's a fun episode. I don't. What is what's our schedule going to look like for this show? Um, probably once every two weeks, we'll come back and review these lovely episodes with you guys. Yeah. Stay tuned because our next episode is Dune Buggy. Oh, I can't wait, dude! Dune Buggy, such. A I don't know episode. if you remember a lot about that episode. I used to love that one. It's a good episode. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and now we have to figure out how to find episode two. We'll let y'all know. <laughs> but <laughs> once we find um, episode two, we'll do a podcast. <laughs> just know over your shoulder, you know. I told y'all I always pick me up, up when, you when you're down. Yep. So just turn around. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and that was a really big shrimp podcast. <laughs>